Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz get blown out for the second straight game. This time, it's the story of the Cavaliers' defense. Donovan will get the headlines for the return, but the second-best defense in the NBA proves to be as difficult for the Jazz as the number one defense in the NBA was. We're talking about it coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. And Ron, for the second straight game, the Jazz play an elite defense. Number one Bucks last time out. Number two Cleveland. And they just dislodged the Jazz offense. The Jazz, the numbers tonight, pretty stark. Going through three quarters, the Jazz offensive rating was a 95. Through At halftime, their offensive rating was an 82. Here's the really stunning number. At halftime, the Jazz offensive rating, the Jazz were down uh, 18 at halftime. The game was kind of over. Uh, the offensive rating in the half court, for the Jazz, was a 56.7. They were averaging .5 points per half-court possession in the first half of this game. There's, there's a, we, we'll find other things to talk about, but the story tonight is that the Jazz could not handle the number two defense in the NBA. They really couldn't, and they were forced to shoot a lot of threes. Five for 20, I think, in that first half, which is uh, the Jazz want to shoot a lot of threes, but they were not the threes that they're used to getting. I mean, those uncomfortable threes, the ones that uh, that – you know, without a hand in their face, that type of thing, and just didn't have an inside game. The defense was awfully good, but I also thought that the, the Jazz offense was uh, was suspect. So the first part about that was obvious. If we have this great broadcast site here in Cleveland, is the Jazz routes, all the things we've seen, their handoffs, their their off ball screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first thing. Actually, I asked you a little while ago, like, why aren't people top blocking the Jazz? And they, 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 they top-locked the heck out of the Jazz. And the Jazz couldn't get through the top-locks. And the routes were all different. And guys were coming through the lane and where they should be cutting it about like eight feet off the lane. By the time their cut was done, they were 14 or 15 feet away from the basket. They just got physically taken off their routes. And without uh, Kelly Olenek, and, and um, the offense was not as good in the paint. And I say that because Kessler is not one that's going. They have to worry about shooting from the perimeter. Uh, he doesn't play well without the basketball to where he's cutting to the basket. He's working on those things. We watching uh, before the ball games, working working with with players. Now, um, Vanderbilt is not a scorer in the paint there as well. I mean, those little runners, those little five footers, those type type of things like that. All you got to do is they were just getting a hand in his face, and he couldn't score. Marketing was the only front line player that was actually getting it done. So that defense. Of the uh, of the Cavaliers really took the Jazz out of everything that they wanted to do with their front line players, um, but the fact that those front line players couldn't uh, get any offense going was um, probably you, you made bring the up a, like we have that you bring up a really excellent point that particularly when you have Vanderbilt and Kessler on the floor together, which is how the Jazz started the game tonight. You have two guys that can't space the floor at correct, all. Correct. Um, I am not. I was talking to the great Cavaliers broadcaster Jim Jones before the game. Uh, I don't know if he's got his headphones on, so he's not listening to me. But he should have been before the game. Hopefully, he was because I said to him, "I said, hey, we're really in trouble tonight without Kelly Olynyk. We got two guys that are the thread that hold this fabric together. They're Mike Conley and Kelly Olynyk. They're the ball movers, and without Olynyk, the ball's not going to move the same way. He's been really vital to us all season long. So I'd say, color me not surprised at all that the lack of Kelly Olynyk kind of disrupted our whole offensive sequence, without a doubt. Uh, and and you can see it. It was uh, awfully good. Even the back cuts. And their offense is similar to the Jazz, I think, off the ball because there is movement. Um, you just watch um, Allen get the basketball. He turns and looks weak side a lot, looking for that cutter or maybe that back screen or something like that. 
uh, to get some, you know, some points in the paint. And they had a tremendous night in the paint, 50 points in the paint, and a lot of those came in, in the first half. But um, this is a very good basketball team, very good shooting basketball team for sure. The reason I stem this back to their defense almost entirely is because the second part of the story is the amount of time they spent in transition tonight as – the Cavaliers ended up in transition 19.2% of the time tonight, which is incredibly high. This is a team that on the season is only in transition 13% of the time, and instead they were in transition 19% of the game tonight. That's that's an alarming difference, and that is because their defense created so many opportunities for their offense. Yeah, it, it, anytime you have a, a, a team that has a very good offense and, and their defense is creating opportunities for them, that, that, that's a team that can go a long ways. Uh, not sure about how much they can protect the rim against some, some pretty good front-line players, but you can see that uh, they had it against the Jazz. It did seem that Jared Allen and Brooke Lopez have both caused the Jazz a lot of problems to have that guy. Rudy Gobert did it to him, frankly, too. Yeah. Uh, that You get a big seven-footer and sit him in front of the rim, and some of the Jazz drive game does not feel like it has the same thing. Uh, that they have had at other times this season. Maybe that's a little lacking of Colin Sexton, who's pretty fearless going to the rim um, in in the personnel. But that does seem an area. What's interesting to me is, like, so I guess the question has to be, like, what lacks on the Jazz offense when they play these really elite-level defensive teams? Because one thing that was interesting is, one of the things I would always say to this, and this is, I said this at the beginning of the season, is where you're going to miss Donovan is when someone's really D-ing you up, you just don't have the guy who can go get it. You know, frankly, Lowry Market was pretty darn close to being the guy to go get it tonight. Like, he put up 24 points on 12 shot attempts. It was pretty remarkable with some of the threes he hit. He hit a pull-up jumper. I mean, he made a bunch of plays tonight that were pretty awesome in going to go get it. And Jordan Clarkson's the other guy who went to try to go get it. He went 8 of 21, wasn't nearly as efficient. But then nobody else... Nobody else contributed offensively. Yeah, and especially the bench. The Jazz bench just couldn't provide anything here tonight. I know there were some low numbers. They were for the four number. of twenty-four <laughs> through three quarters. Yeah, see, that's that's not the strength of this team has been the bench. I think, and and I know that marketing uh, has had a great great year uh, so far. Um, Kelly Olenek is shooting the three very very well, uh, and Jordan Clarkson, who's kind of up and down so far in the early part of this year. But the bench, for the most part, has been the one that's really made this team go so far. Interesting question here from Landon. He says, hey, Markin only gets three shots in the second half. They should get him the ball more. This is what's super interesting about the way the Jazz play. This has happened a few times this year with Lowry where he has these big first halves. He's actually gone over 23 times, by the way, in the first half of games this year. Uh, it's actually the same amount he had in his entire career before he joined the Jazz. But then he doesn't get it much in the second half. And Will Hardy's kind of danced between these two things. He's at one sense said, hey, we don't play a style in which we just go isolate a guy in one spot and go give him the ball. Right. And then the other end, he said, but our guys have got to be aware who's hot and who's scoring, and they need to Correct. get him the ball. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, so you can't really say that it's uh, anyone's fault that he doesn't get the ball more or doesn't get it uh, get the, a chance to – you know, shoot the basketball more, they don't go to him more. So you really can't say it because of, of the nature of this offense, the way they played all season long. But I totally get it. You know, Conley is one of those guys that probably will get him the basketball, you know, that, that type of thing. But, uh, you know, you're looking at a guy that, uh, that gets, if I'm trying to remember I'm talking about, I think it's only like 14 shots a game, and I think Clarkson's averaging 16. Uh, Beasley might be averaging 12. I just can't remember all of those numbers, but I know I'm pretty close. You're pretty to close. You're right on it. Going, right. Uh, Malik Beasley, just a weird night, was one of nine. His only three he made, he banked in. 
Yeah. And his first two were so far off what we're used to seeing out of him. You, like, knew something was wrong, and then it just stayed wrong all night long. Like, it was really a strange, strange night for him. Well, I, I know shooters have nights like that. But when you're a shooter, and, and, and I think he is a shooter, you just don't miss that far off, you know. <laughs> you like guys that when they miss, they, they, it's not far. I mean, they barely miss, that type of thing, because they're pretty much online. But tonight, it was, uh, <laughs> that wasn't pretty at all. I'm sorry. It was really weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Worth mentioning. That's why we brought it up. Yeah. All right, time for our two stars. Very easy. Very, Lowry Mark an unquestionable star. He was really great. 24 wow. points, six rebounds, an assist, two steals. He's gone over 23, six, three times this year in the first half of games. Um, as I mentioned, he's only done it six times in his career. And they were tough looks. I mean, he had one where he went one-on-one with Evan Mobley and, like, pulled from on the aggressiveness of a hard drive. He had another on a fast break where he went coast-to-coast coast at 94 feet and at full throttle. He was really great. He was absolutely marvelous in 32 minutes of place. But as a caller was, uh, the commenter, commenter was, was asking with only 12 shots, yeah, probably would like to see him be able to get a few more shots. But he was the only spark plug tonight uh, and for the Jazz. And so that would be one of the stars. And I think the other one, as you, I think you and I would agree to this, would be uh, Kessler. Thought just Walk- continues to get better. Walker Kessler had a really good third quarter tonight. <laughs> Uh, kind of the Jazz only got outscored by uh, one in that quarter. He kind of held it together a little bit. He went five of five. He had 11 points. He had six rebounds. Um, he had a really good – this was a solid, solid game for Walker Kessler. Tonight. Yeah, he just continues to improve. And, and believe me, he, he'll he get it sooner or later to where he doesn't get pushed around down there in the paint. The the great thing about what he's doing is that he has such length. That his arms are – I'm not sure what, what his – wingspan is but they're so long and he had a couple of rebounds or a couple of attempts for rebounds over the back there of, of jared allen who jared allen is six foot 11 and, and jumps pretty well but kessler was able to go over the back and almost come up with rebounds the donovan mitchell side of story 23 points on eight of 12 shooting he was brilliant he's been brilliant all year he's legitimate mvp mm-hmm. candidate he looked totally in control um his shooting is as dialed in, uh, we've saw it n- numerous times when he was in Salt Lake, where his shooting is just dialed in, and it, you can't imagine he's ever going to miss, and that's how his shooting okay, looks Okay, right they now. started the day off at 20 and 11. Last year at this time, they were 19 and 12, so they're only one game ahead of last year's pace. And then they had the injuries. And then they had the injuries, absolutely. They are plus 5.2, though. They are one of the legit teams in the NBA. They blow out the Jazz tonight. Final score, 122-99. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in.